Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana with another episode of our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. <clears throat> and here it is, chilly, rainy day in Manhattan. Beautiful too. Soothing, cold. Different days, different weather brings different moments and different moods. And each of them have such a beauty of their own if we don't fight it. Just enter it, accept it, enjoy it, love it. So I was noticing that our um, podcast today, our episode today is right near Valentine's Day. I've been hearing a lot of a lot of words from different people about Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness, what will he or she give me? Where, where, where are we going? How are we celebrating? Love, 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 love. <clears throat> so I thought that for today, a very good title for our podcast would be Letting Love Live. <laughs> Letting love live in your life, of course. Letting it live. That's a strange title in a sense, but it is a koan also. What does that mean, letting love live? And of course, it implies that somehow, somehow, love is always living, alive, present with us, but we don't let it in. We could also call it letting love in, but I like the idea of letting love live and looking at how do we actually stop love from living in our life. You know, in Zen practice per se, we really don't talk very much about love. We do sometimes talk about karuna, which means compassion, which is kind of a, a different form of love. It's not so personal. It's, it's, it's for everyone. It's a different experience of love than the one that we focus on on Valentine's Day, which is a very intimate, will you be my Valentine, personal, as if it's just you and me together, and um, we have something so different and special. And yes, of course, of course, when love comes into a relationship, it's very special. It's very delicious. And... You know, I wrote a book called Zen and the Art of Falling in Love. And this book, I had, many years ago I wrote this book, which has actually touched, it seems, many people's relationships and their lives. And it was it's really a book about falling in love, but falling in love with all of life. Really in love with it, falling in love. And uh, in many, many ways, that is the way I do see Zen practice. Loving life, loving the breath, loving your neighbor, even the noisy neighbor who won't stop. How do we do that? Well, that's our Zen practice, and that's our koan. So I would like to talk a little bit about love and Zen together. You know, there's a wonderful quote by Bhagwan Rajneesh who says, We never ask the meaning of life when we are in love. And I always got a big smile when I read that. We never, because in, in many ways, our search for the meaning of life. What is this all about? What does it mean? Why is it happening? How can I fix it? How can I make things more to my liking? That 
that kind of search brings us into many different kinds of practices, and of course Zen is one of them. What is this all about? Why am I suffering? Why? Why? We could turn that little quote around too and say we do not suffer when we are in love, when we're feeling that deep feeling of love. What happens to the suffering then? That's another koan. These are very important koans too because they relate so intimately with our everyday lives, with the reality of our everyday life. And in a sense, so much of it is a search for love, for acceptance. We'll go a little deeper and we can say it's a search for oneness, union, unification, the end of loneliness. We sit When we sit on the cushion really deeply, that feeling of separation and loneliness and not being wanted, not being accepted, all of those feelings which accost us in our normal, everyday social life, those feelings vanish on the cushion. They vanish when we practice enough. And if we really take the Zen practice on and really pursue it, well, I don't pursue is the wrong word, but really enter the gate, enter it for year after year, ultimately we do receive a new sense of ourselves. We see that we are not separate at all from any person, any moment, anything. So the reason I bring up this is because that feeling of loneliness, of isolation, even with many people around, such a deep feeling of isolation. Someone said to me the other day, but they don't know me, they don't see me. I'm alone in the relationship. I'm not known, I'm not seen, I'm not heard. They don't hear me. And of course, it's a very big, a very common experience. And it's really, the truth is, it's a very big moment when we're able to really see or hear anyone or anything. Here we are running, running to others. See me, know me, love me, want me, accept me. There's a plea. It's as if there's a plea going on in our mind and heart. And we don't take a moment, just take us a moment to realize that person very doubtful that they can see or know or even hear themselves or anyone else. And that's part of the conundrum, the koan of our lives. And when we go around and around in this situation, longing for a sense of ourselves through being loved by another, well, we feel, well, if they love me, then I'm worthwhile, then I'm a good person, I'm a good woman, a good man, a good mother, a good father, a good friend, whatever that may be. We define ourselves through the way others respond to us. And that's why we so long to be in love and have the other one be in love with us. That means, okay, I made it, I'm special, I count. I have a place here on this beautiful earth. These are really, actually, I'm, I'm just saying these things one after another, but 
it's good to take a moment and, and dwell with this because so painful. And it's actually, one might say, the fuel of what we call in Zen karma, the wheel that goes around and around and around, which means the endless, endless grasping, endless searching for basically love. Oneness, meaning, they're all different words for the exact same experience, for wholeness, for joy, <laughs> for God, for higher self, whatever word you want to put there, for put it, it's fine. It's all the same moment and experience that we are longing for. Now, of course, of course, when we undertake Zen practice in a consistent way, the people who do have a taste for the practice or have the opportunity to do the practice, which is a very, by the way, a very blessed opportunity. A group around, a guide around, oh my goodness, what a gift that is. And it doesn't stay forever, so it appears. So for those of us who have that opportunity to practice, and by practice I mean a consistent, ongoing, dedicated practice. I mean sitting down on the cushion through thick and thin and there will be <laughs> thick and thin. It just because we start to sit and practice and practice doesn't mean all our suffering will go away and all our conditions will tremendously turn around. No, no. One, two, three, everything will be fine. No, no, no. But we will see that no matter what comes, what our conditions and situation is, everything is already fine. Just turn that around. Wonderful turnaround. So we learn a completely different way of being with everything. And that, I would say, <laughs> is falling in love with life itself, whatever it is, however it appears, and however it does not appear. So we have a Valentine's Day every day day of love, a day of acceptance, a day of listening and tasting life as it is. Now, this sounds very simple. Well, why don't we just do it? I mean, it sounds simple. It sounds, it is simple. It sounds natural. It is natural. What, why don't we do it? Why, what's, what gets in the way? What stops us? Why do we say, I've got to find my Valentine? This, only this person, this relationship is it. This is what it is. And if this person affirms me and loves me and is good to me and does what I want them to do, by the way, that's sadly enough, always another component of being in love in that way, well, as long as things are going great and we, or he's doing or she's doing what I want him to do and affirming me and loving me, then I'm in love. But then the question comes so many times through the years I've heard the question, oh my goodness, we were so much in love in the beginning. What happened? Where did the love go? Where? Well, it didn't go anywhere. Where could love go? Love can't go anywhere. Love doesn't go anywhere. 
But what that experience was, I would simply say, that wasn't love. Aha, now we're getting into the meat of things and the meat of why Zen point of view and Zen practice, the concept of love, the experience of love is very different from our every usual, everyday Valentine consciousness love. That's not love. That's what we might call counterfeit love, the illusion of love. Well, if he's smiling, he's loving me, giving me my roses, bringing me my chocolates, <laughs> affirming my special identity. I'm so special, and so I feel wonderful about myself, basically, in that kind of love. And I feel wonderful about him or her because they're making me feel wonderful about myself. And all is well. But no, <laughs> it all really isn't well. It's a temporary experience of feeling worthwhile and worthy of meaning, having meaning in life. We can do so many things when we feel worthwhile. However, any feeling of really being worthwhile and meaningful and life is good, life is wonderful, that is conditioned or conditional upon another person relating to you in a certain kind of way, that's shaky. You're standing on shaky territory because we all inevitably change. Life changes. Situations change. That person may be called away. We don't want them to, but who knows what will happen. And we're left again with ourselves as we are. We're left with our own relationship with ourselves and with what love truly is. Now, that's a very powerful, powerful moment. We may hate it, but it's a really powerful and important moment. So we, some, some of us, not all, but there are many places to go to grow and learn and plant a root of love in our, in our own hearts towards our own selves. Or let's say to, pl to, to, to sit and to grow and to have a new understanding not only of who we are with or without a valentine, But what the essence of love really is, what is love? From the Zen point of view, love is present. Let's love, you're letting love live as you're breathing consciously, mindfully, accepting. You're letting your breath live. You're letting the moment live. You're bringing it to life. You're breathing life into your life. Mm, how beautiful. How really beautiful. You're breathing life into your heart. You're breathing life into everything. You Not rejecting anything is a form of love. Now, this doesn't mean that we hang out or encourage negativity in our lives or in the people around us, but we, 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 we accept it. We experience it. And then we return to the breath. We're not running away from any experience life has in store. And when we don't run away, a very miraculous thing happens. That moment turns into a moment of love. 
There's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful saying by a woman named Virginia Lloyd, who was a teacher of mine many years ago in the Sedona Releasing Method. And what she said was, which is, again, another practice of love. There are many practices of love, and they intersect and interact beautifully. And what she said, which I will share with you today on this podcast, is love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves even though you are not the one able to give it to them. That's another beautiful Zen teaching. Love is wanting for the other what they want for themselves, even though you are not the one able to give it to them. You want the happiness and the fulfillment for the other when you really love them. And being in that state of givingness, of lovingness, that state itself or that orientation itself brings you to a deep, deeper sense of who you really are. So I'm going to continue this topic. Well, it seems very important, especially these days. And... um, Thank you for listening for today. Make every day a Valentine's Day, a day where you're offering love and seeing people through the eyes of love. That's another beautiful topic. Many, many, there are many practices and exercises, and we could even call it the practice of love. I actually hope to present a little course on this because it's so relevant to each of us in our quest for the meaning, the, the, the joy, the connectedness, and the happiness that life really has to bring. So thank you for listening today. The website is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I urge you to take a look at it if you want to hear any other podcasts. They're all on that website. A week from Sunday, February 23rd, I will be in Rockville Center at Malloy College. It'll be a wonderful day offering a Zen talk. And also, I hope to offer a workshop that day on Zen play, making your life into a Zen koan after the sitting and the talk. A nice full morning. So if you're interested or you're available to go, let me know. I'll give you more information. Contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. And thank you for your emails and for being such a devoted listener. I appreciate it very much. It's wonderful to interact with you all in this way. Uh, Even though I don't see you or know in the conventional way, know many of you, I feel like I know you all and we all share these precious moments together. So have a happy day and I'll I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.